0: Well, as I made mention last week, we have a special treat. Um, This week, we have a guest speaker. Um, His name is Tom Rotolo. You may or may not have heard that name before, uh, but I believe you have been impacted by what he's done. A few years ago, we had the Power and Love Conference here in town. Uh, We participated along with a number of other churches. Uh, Many people remember Todd White uh, with the dreadlocks as being a part of it, but Tom Rotolo was the other half. He was the, I think he was on stage, but we say in many ways he was behind the scenes, he was on the stage. Um, God has used him in many, many ways and continues to do so um, to equip, teach people, and to inspire people to live supernatural Christian lives. And so it is with great pleasure that I introduce to you a friend of mine now, Tom Rotolo. Come on up. Take your liberty in the Holy Ghost.
1: Thank you, sir. Thank you, Pastor. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. It's good to be here. Thanks for coming out. Uh, I just, I'm actually, I live in Dallas, uh, Dallas area, and came up here, was here. Actually, this afternoon we had a meeting with some area pastors and leaders, and we're talking about doing. Something similar to Power and Love. It's gonna. It's called City Quake. I started Power and Love back in 2008. We did that for uh, 11 years, and uh, had one of those was right here, like he said in Grand Rapids a couple years ago, and uh, and then I left that ministry with Todd White because he's just like phenomenal in terms of power evangelism, and uh, and and so last August the Lord gave me what I feel like is the next step. And it's called City Quake, and we just did one. How many of have heard about City Quake that happened just in uh, Ann Arbor, Detroit area a couple uh, last month? All right, yes. So some of you uh, may have gotten down there. Just had that. I'm actually up here tomorrow. I head over there, and we meet with the pastors because what it does is it takes power and love to the next step. And tonight, I get to share with you just a little piece. Of what we do at Power and Love, because I'm, I hear you've been t- uh, talking about spiritual gifts, right? Okay, I'm just, I, I, I believe you are, yes, and so tonight it's going to be fun because we are going to be uh, talking about spiritual gifts, but specifically one particular gift, word of knowledge, and I want to get you what I call activated in word of knowledge. You know, I, I like that term activated, somebody says, is that word in the Bible, it's like, I don't know if it's actually in the Bible, but the word, what it means is in the Bible because it actually means simply, what I mean by it is simply walking it out, moving in word of knowledge. Is anybody interested in that here tonight? I'm just curious, how many of you have stepped out and actually received and given a word of knowledge somewhere out there? I'm not talking about in a church meeting, I'm talking about out there on the real playing field out there. How many of you have done that? Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, tonight, those of you who've done it before, you're going to get better at it. And those of you who haven't done it yet, you're going to realize that God can do it in you, okay? I mean, wouldn't it be crazy if... uh I hired you for a job. I said, hey, I, I want you to manage the oversight of building this building, and I gave you all the tools, all the equipment, the, you know, whatever, and all the materials, and it's all there in a pile. And I come back after two weeks. I was like, hey, how's it going? It's like, well, it's going good. But we decided instead of that nice cement foundation that you wanted to do, we, we, we found some, like, some wood chips, and we decided to put those down instead. I was like, w- w- what, are you, what are you doing? Wood chips aren't, that's not gonna be a good foundation. And and we decided instead of the walls, you had those night, that nice rebar and the and the bricks and things like that. But we decided that we would just we found some sticks and we kind of put those together, and I'd be like, you're not building with the materials you're supposed to be building with. And I, I sometimes think that if Jesus showed up, he'd like, what is the church doing? they're not building with the materials I gave them with. Do you know that your spiritual gifts are your building materials? Do, do you know that? Anybody know that? Okay, I know it's a big, you're spread out, you're good social distancing, you're doing great, but I need you to, like, interact with me here. All right, okay, good. But the building materials, these spiritual gifts that you've been hearing about are your building materials. It says in 1 Corinthians 3 that we're supposed to build on the foundation of Jesus Christ. And, that, and if we don't know what our spiritual gifts are, and we don't know how to build with our spiritual gifts, we're going to end up one day stand before the Lord and be like that. We're going to be like, well, I did my best. And he's like, but you didn't build with the materials I gave you. There's spiritual gifts that he's put in our hands. And these material. I believe the spiritual gifts, when Paul was talking about uh, in Corinthians, he was saying the weapons of our warfare are divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. Remember how he says that? I believe that's he's referring at least in part to our spiritual gifts. Word of knowledge that we're going to be talking about tonight is amazingly powerful if we know how to do it. Can anybody think of a time where the use of word of knowledge in the Bible caused a mini spiritual, revi- a mini spiritual revival? woman at the well good yes he did he what happened with the woman at the well they were not getting along real well jesus and this woman she was one to argue with him about the place of worship and all that and and jesus gets a word of knowledge about her right you haven't you're right you have been married before that you're you're, you're not even you know, anyway he goes into all that about her past marriage situation and 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 that gets your attention like oh i perceive you're a prophet you know, and then and then she goes back. She brings back Jesus. There's a little a little revival that breaks out in Samaria, which is supposed to be like the God-forsaken area. Just one simple word of knowledge can break forth revival in your Walmart. One simple word of knowledge can bring forth a revival in somebody's home. It's amazing. But listen, I want to I want to um, work on this really quick. So if you're if you're uh, listening online or, or here, um, I'm, uh, I'm going to have to really fly through this. this is, uh, I'm giving you a mini of what sometimes I teach at Power and Love in, in, in actually two different sessions, parts of two different sessions. But the first question is, that you have to really deal with, that, that I have to really do a little bit of a death blow to, is that uh, because a little bit later, at about 725, don't leave, at seven, about 725, I'm going to have you practice word of knowledge on one another, okay? And, and I mean, if you're not comfortable because of the, uh, the COVID and, and needing social distance, that's fine. But if, 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 you can, if I can get you comfortable to at least be with one person and you, you're going to practice, uh, hopefully with somebody you don't know. Why? Because that's when word of knowledge works the best because, because you have no idea, like you have no idea anything about them. So whatever the Lord shows you, it's going to be new and it's going to be a surprise and it's going to be important for you as well as them. So, uh, so we, want to, we want to practice this a little bit, not just talk about it. I lo- I, talking about it is great, but doing it is a whole lot better. It really is. So we're going to, we're going to do it tonight and, and it's going to be fun and you're going to have a good time whether you like it or not, okay? All right, anyway. So, but the question that really comes up, often is is because of how we've been taught is that hold it tom why you're dividing us up you're trying to get us ready for this word of knowledge you're putting me with somebody i don't know trying to say get a word of knowledge for them and i'll explain what a word of knowledge is in just a minute but you're going to say try to get a word of knowledge for them but yet what if i don't have the gift of word of knowledge What if you're trying to get me to do something that I'm not created for, that I'm not being given by the Lord? And I need to do a death blow to that right up front because I believe this and any gift that is being taught here over this series uh, that you need to know that you have available to you all the spiritual gifts. I don't know if pastors already hit hit on this or not, but I'm gonna hit on this really quick tonight because there's a passage I'm gonna read in just a second, 1 Corinthians 12, uh, that will make you think that when I read it, you're gonna say, Tom, that is even more proof that I may not have the gift of word of knowledge. Did you get that? You're gonna think, okay, Tom, on one hand, you're saying every one of us as Christians can move in all the spiritual gifts. Which is what I believe, but once I read this passage, you're going to be like, "Ah, uh, hold on a second. What that passage seems to contradict that." So, really quick, can, can we? We're, we're, you're going to have to kind of put on your Bible hats here for a second. Like, you're going to have to follow me a little bit because this could be a little bit confusing. But I'm going to try to make it as simple as possible. First Corinthians 12 just read along with me. 1 Corinthians 12, I think they're going to put on the screen, 4 through 11. I'm just going to read this passage, and you're going to probably come to the conclusion, yeah, Tom, I don't think that I maybe have that gift. Let me read it. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of services, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of workings, but in all of them and in everyone is the same God at work. Now to each one... The manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another a message of knowledge by that means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by that one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, and to another prophecy, and to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and still another interpretation of tongues. So Paul's going through and saying, these are gifts of the Spirit that are given out by the Holy Spirit, and to one is given this, and to another is given this, and to another is given this, and you're like, yeah, Tom, you're not making your point very well, because it sure seems like that different, Different people are giving different gifts. And, uh, and it says in verse 11, all these are the work of one and the same Spirit. So that's the Holy Spirit of God he's talking to. And he, distributes, to each, he dis- distributes them to each one just as he determines. So you're probably wondering even more, why, Tom, are you up here saying that we all can move in all the gifts if it's the Holy Spirit who determines the giving of these spiritual gifts, right? Good question, right? All right, let me help you answer that. This is a question that plagued me for years. And uh, and I didn't realize that the answer is actually much easier than you think on this. Because the same in, in the New Testament, there, you know, you have to look at passages in relationship to other passages of Scripture, right? And so when we look at not only... Another writer of the New Testament, when we look at not only someplace else in Paul's writings, but we actually look just a little bit later uh, in in, Paul, in this same letter to the Corinthians, Paul says something that seems to contradict what he's saying. He says in 1 Corinthians 14:1, he says, Pursue love, yet earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. Well, hold on a second, Paul. I, Why, on one hand, did you just tell me it's the Holy Spirit that gives the gifts and he gives them just as he wills, but on the other hand, you're saying pursue love, yet earnestly desire. And that word earnestly desire is like really, really strongly desire the spiritual gifts. He says, and especially, he names one in particular, especially that he may prophesy a little bit later on. He talks about speaking in tongues. He's basically saying strongly desire all the gifts. Why would you tell us to strongly desire something that we might not even get. Well, here's the reason. And I'm going to move through this quickly. Uh, I, I'm not going to develop as much as I normally do. But here's the reason. Why it's not really a contradiction. I used to think that was a contradiction of Scripture. It's not a contradiction of Scripture. It's, it's, an, uh, it's a misunderstanding. Oh, bless him. her. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Uh, It's not really a contradiction. It's 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 an misunderstanding of spiritual gifts. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna solve this question for you. I'm gonna make this understandable for you by asking you what to answer questions that you already know. For example, evangelism is the gift of the Holy Spirit, right? The gift of evangelism, right? Okay, would you say that the Bible says that only people who have the gift of evangelism should evangelize. No, we all evangelize, right? We all, and we couldn't all be effective at evangelism. We can all win souls for Christ, but there's going to be uh, the gifting of the Holy Spirit of evangelism is when when somebody begins to move out in evangelism, they begin to uh, realize, wow, I I win souls to Christ. A lot more, There's like there's a fruitfulness that I have that may, others may not have. They might see some fruit. I see a lot of fruit. Does that make sense? Okay. Uh, how about this? Would you say that, um, have you ever heard in a church they make a rule, only people in this church who have the gift of mercy should ever show mercy? No, right? We're, we're all supposed to show mercy, right? There's a gift of mercy that's talked about. Um, How about this one? Only people with the gift of serving should ever serve. No. No, we we all serve, but there's some people that have a particular gift of serving or a particular gift of mercy. How about this one? Um, Only people with the gift of pastoring should ever pastor or disciple anybody else know that Jesus said go every he said to all of us go and make disciples of all nations right to some degree every one of us is going to be involved in pastoring another person helping them to grow growing them up we might not have the gift of pastoring but we're all supposed to pastor people right okay good all right I just want to make sure uh that you're still there all right how about this one I've never heard any rule, uh, this has been, been ever made, I've never heard this stated in any church. In our church, only the people with a gift of giving should ever give in our church. No, that'd be ridiculous, right? We're all supposed to give, we're all supposed to be our, like our Heavenly Father, extravagant givers, but there's some with a gift of giving, the ability to create wealth, be able to give in a disproportionate way. Okay, I think I'm making my point here. The, the thing is the Bible talks about gifts of the Holy Spirit but it's, it's not saying that we all uh, it's not saying that we don't have any of those giftings we all because you have the Holy Spirit of God you can move in all of the giftings but that as you move and actually as you move in the giftings you're going to begin to see what your spiritual gift is does that make sense? Your spiritual gift or gifts, okay. I know what my spiritual gifts are there's pastoring, wisdom, and administration, those are my three main gifts. But I can move in all the gifts, all right. If you're following me right now, at about this point, if you're really understanding me, you should be getting very excited, you should be like ready to jump up and down and run around the room because. If you're really understanding me, you're realizing that on your spiritual tool belt are all the gifts of the Spirit. That you, like, whatever you have, you meet somebody, they need healing, I got that. You need somebody, they're down, they're, and you got, you got a word for them. You got a prophetic word. You, you, you need somebody that just needs to be served, that just needs to be given to, that needs to be blessed. Needs to be, they didn't know the Lord. I can share, I've got that, I can, I can move in evangelism right now. Is this making sense? doesn't necessarily mean that's your spiritual gift, but you can move in all the giftings. This should get you excited and especially get you excited for what we're about to do in about 15 minutes. Because you, cause, cause what you need to do is come at it like, Lord, I earnestly desire... The spiritual gifts I earnestly desire I want the tools that you've given me I want to build on the right foundation of Jesus with what you've given with what you've given me and I want to figure out what my spiritual gifts are but until you begin to move in all the gifts you're not going to figure out what your spiritual gifts are. I should say that again that was really good until you move in all the spiritual gifts you're not going to figure out what your spiritual gifts are. I always tell people listen try every one about 300 times. And then you'll figure. Then you'll know. By that time, you'll know if you're if you're particular. If you're just good at it, or you're really good at it. And when you're really good at it, that's when it means you're, that's your spiritual gift. Does that make sense? All right. So, uh, real quick now. So, spiritual gifts. What it, what's word of knowledge? Word of knowledge is basically both prophetic. Word of knowledge. Uh, the revelatory gifts is basically this: it's basically God showing us something, so that I can then declare it to somebody else. Right? It might be a one person, it might be a group, whatever. But when when I have when there's a, a, a spiritual communication from God that I can share to somebody else, that's really fun. Like, so many Christians are trying to get Lord, what do you want for my life? What do you, we're trying to hear God for us? Right? Isn't it cool? that we can hear God for us, but we can hear God for others. We can speak into their life prophetically. We can speak into their life. We can, we can bring about the power of God through a word of knowledge that they have no idea how we figure that out about them. When, when we've done, apparently this has happened, like I said, we did 116 power and loves around the world. I've activated people, thousands and thousands of people in word of knowledge. And what I love is the wow that comes. How did you know about me? You know what often is when a non-Christian gets a word of knowledge from a Christian, you know what oftentimes they'll say? Are you psychic? Why? Because it's actually funny and sad at the same time. It's funny because, no, we're not psychic. We're hearing from God for them. and, And that's what usually is the response. No, God just told me this about you. The sad part is, is that... The psychic world has become more popular than the power of God in the church. Why aren't they saying, oh, do you have one of those gifts of the Holy Spirit that I heard about? They don't tend to respond like that. Why? Because the church of Jesus Christ is not being activated in the spiritual gifts. When the church of Jesus Christ starts saying, no, that's what God has just revealed, then they're going to, instead of saying, are you psychic? Oh, are you one of those Christians that hears from God? That's what I'm ready to hear. That's what I believe is going to be happening, is that the Church of Jesus Christ is rising up and being able to and 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 we're making ourselves known. Uh, and, and because the the psychic world, the, the demonic that has taken over that is, is is become more popular than the Church of Jesus Christ. It's not right, right? You with me? All right, we're gonna keep going on this. Word of knowledge is when we receive revelation from God from somebody else. Now listen. This is what distinguishes it from prophecy. At least that's what I believe. That's how I teach. Let's say I get revelation about you that I couldn't know in the natural. I'm sorry. I, I don't know in the natural. You know it, but I don't. Okay, Prophetic is when I might give you something that you maybe don't know about yourself or you don't know about your future, but now the Lord is showing you something through me. That's more prophetic. But if I say to you, hey, you have a headache right now? Yeah, how'd you know that about me? Well, the Lord just showed me. You already know what I get. You're struggling in your marriage right now, right? Your, hus- oh, your husband's not come home recently a couple nights, and you're really like wondering. That's a word of knowledge. She knows it. She's amazed. How do you know that about me? Um, and the power is in the wow. God showed somebody else something about me, and there there you are on the on the cusp of of something happening, of God breaking through to them. Is this making sense? I'll give you an example. Uh, uh, there was a... Okay, I'm just watching my time here. So, so there was a, uh, a student that came to Power and Love. She, she was in college, and, and she was so excited about word of knowledge, about prophecy, about these spiritual gifts, and her tools in her tool belt. And, and she goes back to college. She has to take this class that is being taught by this professor who is as uh, anti-Christian as they come. Every single class, it wasn't a class on Christianity or religion or anything like that, but every single class, this professor would somehow weave into her lecture how stupid christians were how how messed up the bible was how morality how anybody who's who tries to be moral be sexually pure that oh man that's just old fashioned i mean she would put down christians and morality in the bible and jesus and whatever some somehow other in every, in every class but this this christian who'd come to power and love was had um had to take this class as part of, her, like, part of her requirements. And she wouldn't graduate without taking this class. So she just thought, I'm just going to sit in this class. I'm going to endure it. If I get a C, as long as I get a passing grade, I'll be fine. So she's in this class one day. And she starts getting a pain in her stomach. And she's like, I, I don't normally get pains in my stomach. That must be a word of knowledge. And she starts saying, Lord, who is that for? And she feels like the Lord says, it's for your professor. And she says, Lord, are you sure? And she hears nothing at that point. And she's like, oh my, all right. And now at this point, she's like, okay, Lord, I'm all in on this. I I don't care. It doesn't matter. My school, my reputation, whatever. I'm yours, Lord. I'm going to live for you. And uh, so she determines at the end of class, she's going to talk to the professor. So she goes up to the professor after class. She says, um, excuse me, ma'am, uh, I have a question for you, but it's actually not about your lecture. It's about, it's something more personal. I'm just wondering if you're struggling, like in your stomach or your intergestion, if you're having pain there right now. And the professor looks at her and goes like, yeah, h- how did you know? She, uh, she was saying, she's like, I've been struggling so hard, I've been trying not to let it show how badly my stomach hurts right now. Uh, I, it's, it's intense pain. I said, she said, was it coming through in my lecture? She said, oh, no, 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 it wasn't coming through your lecture. I believe that God told me that about you. He wants to heal you. Can I pray for you? And the woman's like, you know, yes, I, I if you want. And so, so the, gal, the gal just begins to pray. In, in Jesus' name, short prayer, probably 30 seconds. Lord, thank you so much for my professor. In the name of Jesus, I command this pain to leave right now. All pain gone. In Jesus' name, amen. And uh, now, the, the girl, the Christian, was like, she didn't want to look. So she was closing her eyes as she was praying. The, the professor didn't know Christian protocol. So she, she just was like staring at the girl, at the Christian, you know. And, and, and so when she opened her eyes, this professor's looking at her. And the professor says, how did you do that? And she's, and, and the, the, the Christian says, oh, how, do what? She goes, as soon as you started praying, all the pain left. How did you do that? And she, this girl began to, yeah, it is good. And this girl began to share with her about Jesus and about how Jesus wanted to impact her life. Now listen, one small word of knowledge Began to chip away, not just chip away, do big damage to years and years and years of lies of this person's, in this person's life. Years of wrong understanding about the Lord, years of wrong understanding about the Bible. It began to chip away at that in a matter of about three minutes. The weapons of our warfare are divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We've seen people who were far away from the Lord, turned off by the church, angry at the church, different religions because of one word of knowledge. Hey, you got a pain in your ankle right now? Yeah, how did you know that about me? Let me pray for you. And all of a sudden, they get healed and then they get saved in a matter of minutes. This is an amazing weapon of your warfare. You want it in your arsenal okay and you want to you want to take advantage of it i'm going to real quick in the next 5 minutes give you a uh, we're going we're going i'm going to give you instructions for our for our uh activation what i call an activation time and so it's going to be very simple listen right now some of you might be like oh no what am i going to do what am i going to say god help god help god help you know i mean uh, you know that wasn't a word of knowledge that's just i know people right um and And I I know what's going on. It's like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this. I'll pretend I'm scared of COVID and I'm not going to do it. No. So, listen, you don't have to do this, okay? You really don't. But if you can and you're willing to to get with somebody you don't know in just a a couple minutes, it's going to help you because, listen, you're not going to grow in word of knowledge unless you try it. You're not going to grow in word of knowledge unless you try it, unless you step out, unless you... Because how are you going to know what's you and what's the Lord unless you try it? And so in a minute, I'm going to divide you up. or I'm not going to divide you up. You're actually going to divide yourselves up. You're all going to stand up. Not yet. You're all going to stand up. You're going to put your hands up, and you're going to find somebody whose hand is up who you don't know, if possible, okay? I know you may know one another here, but you may find somebody you don't know, if possible, or find somebody you don't know well, okay? Once you find somebody, you're both going to put your hands down, and the shorter person is going to go first. Okay? Whoever's shorter is going to go first. So some of you are going to be looking for a shorter person because you don't want to go first. Anyway, but um, the shorter person is going to go first. They're going to be the giver. But don't worry, both of you, the taller person is going to have an opportunity after two minutes to be the giver. Okay? So the shorter person is going to be the giver first, and then the taller person is going to be the giver. Okay? So here's what's going to happen. I'm gonna tell you how to get a word of knowledge, and that is listen to God. And love the person in front of you. How do you do that? You know how to do it. You simply are praying. Lord, what are you doing in this person's life? I don't know them from any, you know, I don't know them at all, but Lord, what are you doing in their life right now? Lord, you love this person. You wanna lavish your kindness on this person. Jesus, you love them so much, you died for them. You set them apart. You might pray outwardly. You might pray out loud. You might pray just to yourself, Lord, you love this person. You, first of all, you love me because so you, you might be nervous. You're like, Lord, you love me so much. Thank you so much. that you, Even if I mess up here, Lord, it's going to be okay. You love me, right? Even if I get it wrong, it's going to be okay. And so you, you're just going to start. And you may, uh, first of all, a word of knowledge might be about a physical condition. You might be like, hey, are you having pain in your right hip right now? Uh, no. Well, if you miss it, you know what happens? lightning will come from heaven and strike you down right at that moment, right where you are. So you only get one try. No, I'm just kidding. That does not happen, okay? Seriously, what you do is you just go back and you say, Lord, you love me. You love this person in front of me. What are you doing in their life, Lord, right now? And you might... To say, oh, okay, the Lord might you get this impression. And again, words of, how the Lord speaks to you will be different. Some people, it's more visual. It's like all of a sudden they'll get a picture. They might, they might, some people see a ticker tape. Some people will um, just, I, I get more impressions. I get more like, or, and sometimes I get like a, not, it's not a voice in my mind, but it's like a, a thought. You can easily miss it. Matter of fact, some of you don't realize that you're actually already getting words of knowledge. I'll give you an example. You ever go into a store, and all of a sudden you feel like, "Oh, I'm so depressed." All of a sudden, what, what, or 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 all of a sudden I feel anxious right here, around, right in this area of the store. I, I, I don't know. I'm not thinking anything weird, you know, different or or whatever. And, and but you just all of a sudden something comes on you, and you're feeling something. You know what that is? That's the the enemy working in somebody else's life around you but you just thought it was you. It's you getting a word of knowledge for somebody else, but you never step out on it, so you didn't know that that was a word of knowledge. And he was trying to get you to talk to somebody next to you who was probably depressed or anxious, and, but you missed it. But you're not going to miss it anymore because because you're going to be uh, strongly desiring spiritual gifts, especially, uh, in this case, word of knowledge. You're going to be strongly desiring, and you're going to begin to move on, and you're going to be like, Lord, when I walk into this store... I want to, you speak to me, and you begin to pray over, oh, the cashier, Lord, what are you doing in her life today? And all of a sudden, like, oh, all of a sudden, I feel like, uh, children, like, like a two-year-old. I get this impression of like a two-year-old. Excuse me, I just want to, do you, do you have like a, a daughter, a, a two-year-old daughter? Yeah, that is so weird. How did you know that? I, I mean, and you'll, you'll realize, wow, that was the Lord. That wasn't just me. That wasn't just my, you know, feeling. It was but you're not going to understand how much you thought your thoughts were you when they're actually the Lord prompting you until you begin to try this, okay? I think I made that point a couple times. So, uh, so we're going to try it. You're going to step out, and you're going to try it. And, and, and sometimes it might be a physical thing. It could be a relationship thing. It could be an emotional thing. It could be a financial thing. It could be a spiritual thing. Hey, is this going on in your life? And if you get it right, here's what we're gonna do. If you get it right when we divide up here, you're each gonna clap for three seconds together, like one celebrating. You got it right, but also just letting the letting you know giving glory to the Lord that you heard Him correctly. And then you're gonna pray over that area that you got right. If you miss it, you're gonna go back again. You're gonna try. You're gonna try at least three times. Okay. Um, if you get it wrong three times, just say, "Are you struggling financially?" Every, a lot of people are struggling financially. There's a good chance you get that right. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Only say that if you feel like the Lord wants you to. Uh, but, but, you're you're just going to try it, and you're going to step out, and you're going to, uh, and if you get it right, you're going to pray for the person for that area. Okay, you're going to pray that the Lord would move in that area of their life. Are you Understanding? And so I'm going to give you about two, two, two and a half minutes. For the shorter person to go, and then I'm going to say, okay, get ready to switch. Or once you're done, you're just going to switch on your own. And once the shorter person's done, then, the, then it's going to be the uh, taller person's turn. And so it's the, this whole exercise is going to take about five minutes total, right? You almost ready for this? Nobody's left, right? Lock the doors. Don't let anybody out. Okay. All right. We're gonna, so I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray for you. Then we're going to all stand up, put our hands up. If again, if you don't, if, again, if, if there's a concern about uh, about COVID, you just stay seated. We'll know nobody's going to bother you. But uh, anybody who wants to be and do this, keep your, put your hands up. Move around the, till you find somebody. You, both of you put your hands down. Shorter person goes first. After after you've gone, you've tried it a couple times. You clapped if you got it right. Uh, finally, if you miss it like three or four times, you're just going to pray. And, and, and maybe you'll have the other person pray for you that there's going to be more revelation. Listen, the main thing that keeps you from hearing God is fear. The main thing that keeps you from hearing God is fear. That's why you need to practice putting off fear and putting on love. And the way you do that, if you start being afraid, like right now, because you know we're like 30 seconds away from doing this, and you start feeling afraid, you say, Lord, I'm setting my heart on love right now. I'm not going to be so concerned about what happens to me. I'm going to be concerned about what happens to them. I want to minister to them. You put your on love right now, and you're going to move out in love. Is this making sense? That's the, that's the shortest, quickest thing I could say. The way to hear God is putting on love. The gifts of the Spirit were made to flow in the context of love. Let me pray for you, and then we're going to do this. Father, thank you for this group right now. Holy Spirit, you are the author. You have given, you live inside of us. You live in every one of us. And you've given us spiritual giftings. And I pray right now, I stir up the gift of word of knowledge in this place. I stir up, I open up ears that maybe have been shut. Those that have not practiced this uh, intentionally, unintentionally, whatever it is, Lord, forgive us. And Lord, let us right now hear from you and minister to that person, even leading us to the person we're supposed to pray for right now. We ask for clarity and revelation in Jesus' name. Amen.